Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. Yeah. Monica. Uh, you're kind of fading in and out there. I wonder why that was going on. That's uh, because the mute button is now back in your reach. <laughs> How are you this morning, Mom? Oh, I'm good as gold. Happy to see your beautiful face. Yeah, well, we get to look at each other a like lot a days. lot. You yeah, know? Yeah. I, I've been hanging out, out up in Raymond Terrace, yeah. right where you are. So, you know. Have you told the listeners what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, talked about cool it yesterday that a group of us young people, it's like a, it's like a scholarship program uh-huh. and we're getting out in the community and distributing Christian literature and it's just a huge blessing like because we have the ability to meet people in their homes where they're at and bless them with books that can change their lives maybe we can get like a listener to send in their address if they're in the newcastle region and you and we might organize to have lawson uh, to knock on your organize get lawson to knock on your door and like pitch you a couple of yeah if you want to buy some books from me dude this is genius this is so smart (laughs) this is the best advertising tool there is if you want to buy books from me no that's probably that's probably illegal or against our policy do you know what? You, if you have like <laughs> producer Shell's shrugging, I'm looking at it. Message if you want to buy some books. Lawson will probably just post them to you. Yeah. Do you know what? We should practice. Like every time we come on air, you should like uh, advertise a new book. <laughs> Actually, do you still have the one about the headaches in stock? No, no. That's such a good one. Every time I got a headache, I turned to that book and fixed it's my headache. It's so good. Yeah, book. depression and headaches. Um, yeah. Both of those, you know, uh, cures for depression and cures Natural for headaches. Healing, yeah. yeah, they're fantastic. We're not running those this time. One of the books that we are running is Foods That Heal which Ooh. actually we gave out yesterday on The Breakfast Show. But, um, yeah, all kinds of really amazing books. Live More Happy as well, which is, like, into holistic oh, health. You know, scientifically proven ways to lift your mood and your life. That's part of the script that I've learned to be able to say. <laughs> Good on you. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And you are going to get our first quiz for today. Yes, how exciting. We have five quizzes this morning. Get one of them right, or all five of them right, to increase your chances of winning the grand prize mm. um, that's to be drawn at the end of the week on Friday. Our first quiz goes like this. What nationality was Goliath? Mm. What nationality was Goliath? I've got to say, calling people his nationality is one of my favorite insults. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just nice biblical insight. Yeah, because they. What does it mean? They're like big and dumb like, and stupid. You know, don't give it away. I'm so yeah. nervous that one of us is going to say it. Yeah. But well, yeah. he's definitely not Guatemalan. So if you wrote, <laughs> wanted to write that in, then hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. And of course, our prize for this week is Risen by Clifford Goldstein, an incredible book, which is essentially a full-on deep dive into the resurrection of Christ, you know, what it looks like in its historical context, the evidence we have for it, and how it affects us today. And it has such incredible chapters such as Jesus, comma, dead. Mm. If you want to know all about that, <laughs> 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Someone texted me personally yesterday and was like, Lawson, you only said half the number. I guess I was rushing through it. So 0491 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. What nationality was Goliath? What's happening in the world of positive oh, news this morning, Lawson, Monica? I have such an exciting good news story. This one uh-huh. personally just gets me so excited. I mm-hmm. think because like as a kid, 
I think it was my dream to be like an explorer or a discoverer. Aww. But as I got older, I kind of realized, well, everything's kind of been discovered, hasn't it? Like, you're not going to find a new land anytime soon. Like, you're not going to discover Australia. Mm-hmm. Like, it, all our massive land masses have been found. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, there's like something new pops up. But it feels, I feel like it's so far and few between. You can't really make a, a career out of being like a Christopher Columbus or something anymore. Like, sure, it's not sure, happen. sure. Like, you know, that, that forest they discovered somewhere in Africa where they have all the, the butterflies flies and it's mm. like an untouched pristine. Anyway, something new has been discovered. Where? Did you say where? Yeah. In Asia. Okay. And I'm so jealous. Like, maybe I'm rethinking my career choices. Like, maybe why I didn't I discover this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not like a. It's not like a massive country or location. I'm not even a forest, but it is the new tallest tree what? in Asia. Yeah, it's a 335 foot cypress tree. Which is showing there's plenty left in the world to discover. What? Yeah, 300 meters tall or so. Let me hang on. 335 feet convert to meters. I'm typing this. What is it? Like 110 meters? Good old Google. Uh, You are bang on 102 meters. Right. 102. I know. I know. Freedom units. How are you so good at conversions? Yeah. Oh, not just mathematical (laughs) conversions. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that's an enormous tree. (laughs) You are starting to be a pastor, aren't you? You're in the conversion business. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Yeah. So this is this is so cool. This it's still not the tallest tree in the world. Um, but you know, China is a big country. It's got big mm. buildings, big cities, big rivers, and a big population. Wow. And um, yeah, and, and it turns out their their penchant for being big isn't just an artificial one. Their nature plays along too. Mm. Uh, so you can now look up tallest tree in Asia. Uh, it may mention uh, one called Minara, which is a yellow mer- meranti tree uh, by the uh, by the technical name of Sharia Fagutinia. Uh, which mm. is a height of 330.7 meters, uh, feet, sorry, which is 100.8 meters. Mm. Uh, and that's in Malaysia, but that uh-huh. record's now been broken. Wow. I would love to know how it is they break these records. Like, who's got, yeah. the, who's got a 100 meter measuring stick <laughs> going out there? Oh, well, I mean, that would have like a method to measure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. But so, at the same time, so, so this new tree's in China, yeah? Yeah, and, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Like that, they is China has so much unoccupied area. A lot, despite yeah. being again like the biggest country. Well, like the most populous country, one of the most populous countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Like especially when you look at like Inner Mongolia and whatnot, you're looking at an area where like ninety nine point seven percent of the population are condensed into, like, one, one area. Yeah. And the rest of it is just completely Aren't untouched. humans so silly? We just love to cram ourselves into sardine boxes. We really need to spread out some more. Mm. Not just, like, Similarly, more like, to, like, Russia as well. But the problem in a lot of these places is that if you live anywhere else in Inner Mongolia, like, you're, you're just in the middle of an icy desert, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, like, Siberia or Alaska or any of these places, it's just not good to live in. So, well, yeah, I mean, say, Australia kind of has that problem just in a sandy way. Yeah, it's yeah. like you go inland and it's just, you know, not well, not just sand, but just, like, outback land. It's not everyone's farmers. It's easy and nice to just live on the coast and yeah. hang out at the beach and, you know, 
do what those kinds of people don't do, you know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, re- researchers at Peking University actually found this. They're working in, it's called the Yalong Zhangbao Grand Canyon Nature Reserve. Oh, wow. And so they recorded this tree. It's a Himalayan cypress, so mm-hmm. Suppressus torulosa for all those tree uh, loving people. Experts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's grown so tall. Um, <laughs> and it, this just isn't the tallest tree in Asia. It's the second tallest in the world wow. behind uh, Americans, the Americas. Hyperion, they're calling it. I didn't know they had that mm-hmm. name for it, which is that redwood. And that's, that one's like uh, 381 feet. What I love about this story is that neither of these trees, none of these trees mentioned have been like genetically modified to be the tallest. Amen. Which is usually things are bred to be tall or big, you yeah. know, selective breeding and, you know, genetically modified and whatnot. Whereas they're just stumbling upon this. Yeah, and I, I wow, actually, I've got a photo on here, and I, I literally have to scroll for quite some time to get to the bottom of the picture. Like 110 so meters big. is probably bigger than any building in Newcastle. Oh yeah, I would say 100 percent. And sure. amongst the taller buildings in Sydney. Yeah, definitely. Well, like because the tallest building in the Southern Hemisphere is the the Sky Tower in New Zealand. That's like 200 meters, and so 110 meters. That's a little bit above. Can you imagine just transplanting this tree smack bang in the middle of Sydney, just picking it up out of China? And just, <laughs> that would look so cool. Suddenly that enormous would be tree. amazing until a cyclone comes and, <laughs> you know, the tree wipes out an entire skyscraper. Well, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, with the genetic modification, these trees mm-hmm. would have started growing long before that science was a was a was, was even a thing? Yeah, yeah, it was even a thing. I'm just trying to do the math here. Hang on. So the tallest tree is 381 minus the height of this tree, which is what did I say? 335. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, 335, which equals just only 46 feet shorter than the tallest tree. I reckon this tree could be a contender. It just yeah. needs to like get some fertilizer going. <laughs> some fer- <laughs> <laughs> and he could overtake the American one. Do you know what? I'm starting a campaign. <laughs> number two into we've got, number we've one. We've got We're on Team China for this one. <laughs> for tallest for, for tree, tree growing. We're, look at us. We are CCP shills here on the Faith FM <laughs> Breakfast Show trying to enable this tree to grow. But imagine how much fertilizer would it do. Would it even grow, though? Are you, are you sure it hasn't peaked? Like, No, I reckon it's still going. Why would it stop? By the way, they found this thing with a drone. Oh yeah, yeah. So they were flying the drone around, and because the, they noted there was a patch in the forest where the trees, there was like over twenty trees near around this tree that were over two hundred and ninety five feet tall, okay. which is like ninety meters. So they so noticed it's all of its something's going on over there. Yeah, and so they got the drone out. You know, it's easy way to get up high. They've got the one pinnacle tree. I wonder what has happened in the past in that patch of soil. That's managed to just create such a great tree growing patch for them. We yeah. need to get our garden expert on here. What's his name, Rod? <laughs> See if he knows. How do trees grow? <laughs> Rod Bailey, how do trees grow that big, please? There has to be something going on. Mm. So, they, but the thing about these trees is it's not just the tree, it becomes like a, an animal hotel, basically. Oh, yeah. They provide like numerous microclimates, like numerous microclimates. That, yeah. that alone is mind boggling to me. It's not just one microclimate for a bunch of like, you know, insects and plants and birds and 
you know, all kinds of uh, animals and plant life, but numerous microclimates. So like you'd have what's happening at the bottom of this tree is completely different to what's happening at the top of this tree mm. just because of the difference in like climate. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like up high is obviously going to be colder and windier and it's going to be different kinds of insects that like that and are adapted to that. Mm. And, uh, and then in between in the middle is going to be like a... Di- I'm just mind blown by this. Well, when they try to discover new species, say in like the Amazon rainforest, they get a big plastic bag and they put it over one tree. Oh. And they like suffocate, you know, mm. everything in there so it all dies. Oh. And then they can go and, you know, examine, you know, what fell out of the tree and then take the tree apart and whatnot and, and look at what's in there. And every time they find like dozens of new species. Wow. So, like, even these These trees trees themselves, like, this tree would have within itself probably species of bugs and whatnot that we've never even seen before. Something that they make me ask Rob about is that this the place where this tree was found is actually the deepest canyon on Earth. Oh. Mm, Maybe that's something to do with it. It's closer to the new tree, yes. (laughs) You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Saying Monica, oh, I'm just in the in the song break on my laptop here. I had like 20 different um, browser windows open and, and different documents open, and I just went through and closed them all. Oh, and now dude. I have one window, and I'm very pleased about it. <laughs> just clean up my digital life, dude. That is the greatest thing in the whole world when you finish an assignment you or you, you finish. When I finish my two and a half thousand word exegesis <laughs> essay, which two and a half thousand words isn't very long, but I had like 40 in text citation and like 20. 22 references or something. Like a million tabs And, open. you know, you can just press the X button and get them all done in one go, but no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're just, like, sitting there, like... like just clicking. in case one of them's, like, eBay, something yeah. you're looking at in the meantime. No, 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 I don't even look at them. I just I just do it for the for the satisfaction, <laughs> okay, right? Fair enough. Just, like, I'm just, like, clicking the button really, really fast. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith <laughs> FM, and we are going to have our next quiz. Indeed. Quiz number two. Which commander had leprosy? It's mm. another great insult. I love calling people leprous something or others. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, this one and the last one, you put them together, fantastic biblical insult now, right there. Usually I would say... In, in, uh, in, in, in good humor, of course. I'm like, wait, like leprosy is like a disease that people could have and that's so rough. But the last lepre- leprosy clinic in Australia closed in the 70s. So yeah. I guess. Do you know what? The first time that I went to Italy, I was uh-huh. absolutely astounded because I, <laughs> I was in an alleyway. I think I was just like adjusting my shoes or something. But I saw a guy like hiding behind some garbage bins with a pot of white chalky paint painting himself with this stuff and i was like what is he doing and then he and then he he hid his little paint pot behind the bin and then he went no. out on the street and sat down on a church step and put his hands up and like look, to look like you know he was leprous and started begging that is yeah. wild painting on the leprosy well hey who is this commander who really he did leprosy. have leprosy <laughs> he did not yeah. paint it on it was for real 0491 the most egregious one is when people don't pretend to not have legs yeah yeah and they put their like shoes at their knees and they like cover cover themselves with a blanket and then it turns out they're just they're just hiding it all just, it's, yeah mm-hmm. it's wild hey you are listening to the breakfast show here on faith fm we are going to continue oh by the way that number is 0491 064669 and our prize for this week risen by Clifford Goldstein. You're listening to the breakfast show this morning and in our news. So last week we talked about menopause. Now you weren't here when we menopause. talked about menopause. No, not menopause. Menopause. 
Oh, Manipur. Manipur, which is okay. a... Re- have you been to India before? No, I haven't. Oh, so this is a, not one of the 40-something countries that you've 43. been to. 43. And no, 40. I, I've only, I haven't been to Asia other than Japan. Japan. Are you mm-hmm. planning... Would you go to India? I would go anywhere, Lawson. That is a problem with okay. me. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah, let's go to India together. Let's well, do it. but not this particular region right because Manipur is currently within a human rights crisis. We oh, were no. talking about this last week. And as the president of India or the prime minister of India is currently visiting the United States, people have been calling them to sort out the situation in Manipur because essentially what happened was there's, there's a couple, there's two main ethnic groups in Manipur. Mm. One group is called the Miti and the other group is called the Kuki. Uh, the Miti is the majority ethnic group there, makes up over 60% of the population. Um, and the key, the Kuki, which is, I know it's, it's a funny word, Monica, you're, 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 you're smirking a little bit, but the Kukis, um, they make up a minority. Now, because of this, there is a system in India to protect minority tribe and it's called the, it's called the scheduled tribes list. And for minority tribes in certain areas, they, make they put um certain tribes as a part of that list and in metaphor they've made the kooky tribe a scheduled tribe because it's a minority mm-hmm. but they've left the meaty off because they're like you're a majority in this area you don't need these you know protections mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um now this has raised a huge uproar in the meaty community which is mostly so the kooky tribe is mostly christian mm-hmm. and the meaty tribe is mostly hindu but as a result of them not being put on the scheduled tribe list, as a result, uh, after, you know, decades of campaigning to do so, but then at the end of the day, they're just like, no, we're not going to put you on, you're a majority. Um, the Hindu Miti tribe has gone out and burned down like 500 Christian churches and like 50, 60,000 people have been made homeless and displaced Basically because of this. Basically exemplifying why they don't need to be on the list because yeah. they're the ones doing the persecution. Hundreds of people have died so far and it's it's just a disaster and it's going wow. on and on and on. This has been going for a couple of months and we talked about this last week. Now, a testimony has come out from this, from a Christian in this area, this person is a Christian um, from a village there that was attacked by the Metis. Now, he, it doesn't disclose which particular um, group he, because there are Meti Christians as well. We're going to, because he's a Christian, we would assume that he's kooky and he was attached attacked by Metis. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, this guy, he's 25 years old. Um, Sing Sit, well, his last name is Sing Sit. He has a, his name is Tangboy Sisit, but we'll call him Sing Sit. So we'll call, let's call him Sing. So Sing, he's 25 years old. He's part of a Christian tribe in India. And he was attacked by a group of Metis and beaten to death. Oh, wow. Like he was presumed dead mm-hmm. and not just taken to the hospital, but then taken to the morgue, oh, wow. like presumed dead. A pastor came in, you know, to pray over him as he's died and with the family and he wakes up. Oh, wow. So now the the explanation for this, you know, whether it's, you know, he was incorrectly presumed dead or this is a resurrection. Regardless, this is a miracle because this person was like, this is similar to, you know, Paul is taken out to the outskirts of the city and stoned Mm -hmm. until they think he's dead. And Mm -hmm. then he gets up and walks back in the city. Like that's that he, they, they, they beat him so bad that he's like completely unconscious, like it's horrifying, dead looking, but he wakes up in the morgue, which is miraculous, miraculous and incredible. And I think what is really amazing, too, about this story is that if you're in this position, like this is 
racial and religious-based attacks on your people. And you would feel so compelled to fight back mm-hmm. and to, you know, to even to stand up and to, you know, attack as a result of this. But Singh is adamant. He's like, I forgive my attackers. Wow. We need to find peace in the region. And me going and, you know, fighting these people, it's like, oh, yes, you know, people need to come to, um, you know, they they need to receive the consequences for their crimes and be put in jail or whatever it may be. But he's like, for me to go and now launch a personal attack on meaty people uh, because of what they've done to me is not the way that Christ would do things. Jesus hung on the cross for our sins and died for us, even though, and we put him up there. So therefore... Um, I'm going to take this beating just as Christ took beating and persecution and I'm going to stand for my faith. And I was just just reading this testimony and just like so blessed. Now, again, what is also happening in this area is that this has just broken out into thousands of Christians in the area and around the world, despite their like 500 churches being burnt to the ground, they're still meeting in public areas in you know, in people's properties and whatnot. And they're getting together like thousands of people, like 6,000 people, 8,000 people, and just praying together and just praying that God would enable the violence to stop, but also enable them to share the gospel with these meaty attackers. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this proves a couple things. Firstly, it's like, wow, when people are living a life with Christ, it really changes them because I don't think anyone else in this position would be able to do this, myself included. If I wasn't a follower of Christ, I would not be able to let this go. I would be trying to attack. You know, I'd be trying to take revenge. But simultaneously, when Christians come under persecution, they stand with Je- it draws them closer to Jesus mm. and they stand with their faith. And that's the clear divide that we see in the book of Revelation at the end of time, we see that those who are following Jesus, it says that there is a time of persecution that is coming, such as there never was before. That's Daniel chapter 12. But then we see that those who are bitterly persecuted, they still stand with Christ. And it says that they're even they're pure. It mm. says that there's no deceit found in them. That's Revelation 14, that they are standing with the Lamb. And I read a story like this, and I'm like, man, how impure is our religion? Because often... We are, yeah, just so comfortable in our situation. Uh, yet how pure is this religion, you know, just seeking after God at every waking moment because it's like, hey, you know, I don't know if today I'm going to come under attack or under fire for my faith. Mm. So I need to be close to Jesus. And more and more as we realize Jesus is coming back, that's we need to really, you know, we need to wake up and realize that is our situation every single day. Day. So I want to encourage you guys with that. If you have any thoughts, 0491-064-669. Pray for Menopore at this time. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are going to have another quiz. Yes. Will this one be an insult? Let's find out. <laughs> Complete this verse. Let us therefore come boldly to the blank, blank, blank. Oh, I would have given that away. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't stop oh, yourself. Oh, those words would have came out of my mouth. Yeah. Hey, read it again for us. Let us therefore come boldly to the blank, blank, blank. Hey, if you know the answer to that one, text us 0491-064-669. Speaking that of which, is... you gave it away yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I partially gave it away. I partially. It was like kind of fully, but oh. it was... It was... <laughs> 
Monica, Monica is, is not okay this one. <laughs> I'm just tickled pink at the idea that, of me. That is amazing. You're, hey, you're, oh, you're listening cute. to The Breakfast Show, and we get to sit in here and enjoy some laughter and lift our moods, and now we have someone on the phone who always gives us great advice on how we should lift our mood, and that is Jennifer Skews. Jennifer, are you there with us? I'm here. Jennifer, how are you this yes. morning? I am actually very well. It's going to be a beautiful day. We've had rain, um, and I believe it's a bit colder down your way than it is up here, so I can't complain. Mm. Life is good. Absolutely. So you're up – which region are you in, Jennifer? I'm just on the border of New South Wales, Queensland, near Tweed Heads. Near Tweed Heads. Mm. We're down here in Newcastle. We've had very similar weather situation. We've been rainy for the last couple of days, and now the sun is coming out. I can see it streaming through our translucent windows here in the studio. Uh, Wonderful. But but we have been really blessed with good weather today, actually. Mm. Well, we have, but this is where the weather can affect our mood, as we've discussed in previous wow. sessions. Mm-hmm. So sunshine definitely can uplift and can mm. it can help a depressed mood. So mm. that's that's good news. Absolutely. Jennifer, what are we going to be talking about today in the area of mental health? Well, we're going to go, because we've been talking about the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to now link that with what we call that mind-body relationship. Um, mm. And it is so powerful, and this is where the majority of illnesses that the medical profession see have to do with the mind-body connection. So this is really crucial information for us to have not just a healthy mind, but a healthy body. And the body reflects what we're thinking. And uh, we talked about the autonomic nervous system and how there's two branches and this, what we call the sympathetic nervous system, turns on that fight-flight response where we get adrenaline and cortisol. And then the other side of it, the parasympathetic nervous system, puts the foot on the brake. Mm. So how how does that work? What puts the brake on one thought can put the brake on, one thought puts the accelerator on. So, and I'm talking about a single thought here. The moment you have one negative thought or one fear thought, it might be, oh, no, I'm going to be late for work, adrenaline cortisol. Mm -hmm. It goes straight through to that nervous system. And we don't think about it. We don't. All we do is, oh, now my body's really stressed and anxious, but we don't connect the dots necessarily. So a lot of the work I do is get people to start to change the way they think and identify the thoughts that contribute to not just the way we feel, but also the way the body is reacting. Mm. Um, emotions are powerful. And uh, so we need to be careful what we think because every cell responds to every thought and every thought feeds every feeling, and of course that leads then to actions. Mm. So um, if we want to change anything, we have to change the thought, which is driven by the belief. But what I want to look at is more at the impact of that. And there is some excellent research um, on this sort of thing, and there's a very early research, because I'm going to read a little bit of this out to you, and her name was Dr. Candace Pert. And she was considered a pioneering neuroscientist. Mm. And she found that emotions and their biological component established the crucial link between the mind and the body. So as we know, emotions are fed by the way you think. 
Now, these biochemicals, she called molecules of emotion. So they were actually physical. She said these information molecules carry a literal photocopy of the thought formulated in the depths of the memory network of your brain. So every thought creates this photocopy that's in the physical, that's in the molecules. Isn't that amazing? And these networks create copies of your thought life along with the motions and the chemicals that course through the bloodstream. Mm. They literally carry around your whole body like an information highway. Wow. So that's yeah, pretty a bit scary sometimes. I go, oh, my goodness, what am I thinking? Mm. Um, information molecules are then able to cause changes at the cellular level and they can actually restructure the cell's makeup on the outside and the DNA on the inside. Mm. The wow. power of one thought. Okay, so let's have a look at that a bit more. I, so we can if, go if, on. if I may, I my mind just immediately goes to Second Corinthians chapter ten, where the Bible says, yes. "I'm going to hear in front of me." It says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down yes. strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing yep. every thought into captivity yes. to the Absolutely. obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when you." Your obedience is fulfilled. Okay. That is incredible. Like the advice that the Bible is giving here, it's like, okay, we, we are seemingly yeah. in this warfare with ourselves and, and with the world, you know, with our own bodies, mm. even it says, mm. bringing every thought into, into captivity. captivity to the yeah. obedience yeah. of Christ. And you're yes. saying that's because even those thoughts have the ability to, to physiologically affect yes. our body and run throughout yeah. our entire body and change our makeup. Like this is quite Absolutely. a serious thing. Yeah. We want to damage our cells and our DNA, then what we think is going to do that. Wow. And it is a battle of the mind. Mm-hmm. And this is what everyone has this battle. We have it daily, and if we're a bit tired or a bit run down or not feeling so good, that battle increases. And this is where the spiritual side of it is very powerful in helping our mind to focus on things that are good and true and lovely. We know there's another Bible verse that tells us what to focus on to be Mm -hmm. happy and healthy and connected to God. Mm -hmm. So as you said, the, the Bible does tell us what science is telling us. That is amazing. And that verse you're referencing, true, you know, whatever is true, whatever is mm-hmm. right, whatever is good, you know, think upon these things. Yes. Um, that, wow. And we're seeing that reflected. I, I love this because, uh, you know, we when a lot of people, I, I think a lot of the information we get from, you know, counseling or psychologists or whatnot, it's like, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of obvious. It's like, oh, if you think about good things, you'll be happier. But then yes. we see that deeper kind of at a scientific level, yes. at a physiological level, when we're looking at the information sent around our information highways in our bodies, how it affects yes. our cells, how it affects our nervous system, all our these DNA. things. It's Absolutely. like, wait, all of this is is changing. There are real chemical reactions, da, 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 and it's all over the kind of abstract that's happening in our mind, the thoughts that are taking yes. place and that we think. Woo. Absolutely. Wow. So we have the power in our thinking to correct damage that's done in the body by our negative thinking. Our positive thinking can change and override and reprogram even the cells. Wow. So wow. this is the power. We have that <laughs> power of choice mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm encouraging everyone to think about what am i thinking today mm. you know to catch those thoughts and it's not about going around going oh what am i thinking what am i thinking just 
listen to the barometer is your feeling. And I find if I'm feeling a bit anxious, I know I'm having fear thoughts and I've got to stop. What am I worrying about? What am Mm. I thinking about? So we can work with emotions and the thinking to be able to correct it. Mm. Um, And uh, this is what some of the work, obviously, I do with people. Now, what are some of the positive emotions? Mm. Either uh, of you, what are some of the positive emotions happiness, you're aware of, joy, you experience? Relief. Yes. Relief is my favorite emotion. Uh, <laughs> relief? Okay. Is that kind of related to like relaxing? Just like, uh, is there is there an emotion called idle? Because uh, that whatever that emotion is when I'm just like sleeping or laying in bed, it's like yep. the greatest thing. Oh, whatever emotion that you get when you're sitting in the bottom of the shower, having the water <laughs> run on you, so whatever... <laughs> Whatever that is, like that is peak right there. I would like relief and relaxation. Like that is, well, it brings me immense joy and satisfaction. Yeah, relaxation. It's we wind down and it's a state. Relaxation is a feeling, it's a thought. Right. Oh, this is so good. This shower's running on the water. And so we're thinking about it and we start feeling relaxed. But what's really relaxing? The body. You see, this is where the shower and water is great therapy. Any water is wonderful therapy because it soothes and calms the body and the emotions. Mm -hmm. So this is where we've got tools. So you're using them. Now you're going to use them more consciously. Mm -hmm. But certainly uh, things like we can feel contented, we can feel relaxed. You know, we often think of feelings as something like joy or something like that. But all those things that we go, oh, I just feel so much better. That's a feeling. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, and so being aware of your feelings and if you're feeling um, positive, then we know that it's doing a lot of good to the cells. Mm. So that's that's a wonderful thing. It's uplifting, it's correcting, it's actually a healing process, mm. right? The other one is what are some of the negative thoughts you have? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, sadness, doubt, worry... I was going to say, like, when you're stressed out. Mm. Yes. Anxiousness. Hopelessness. Yes. Yes. Embarrassment. Embarrassment. (laughs) Listen to all those negative thoughts (laughs) you know about. Working in radio, embarrassment is something that... Regret. Regret. Yikes. Anger, pain, fear. Yeah, yeah, there's heaps of them. We're Hangry. probably off. Yep, we're off, often more familiar with the negatives and the positives. I know. Just sure. listen to us like immediately shoot off twice as many negatives as we did the positive. I love that but, though. Hungry, just hungry yeah. in general. It's like I, when I'm, I haven't eaten, I'm sad. Uh-huh. So every uh, during the day, if just be a little bit aware of mm. catching those thoughts and and your feelings will indicate i'm feeling so stressed so what are you thinking oh i'm worrying about this and this mightn't happen and what if so and so does that and i forgot my shopping list and we have all this rhetoric that goes on yeah and if we can stop and say no it doesn't matter Mm. you know it's okay you know we can and it's about what you need to do is solve the problem in the present if it's a future fear what will I do about it if that happens? So that brings the thinking back into line um, and the bo- you can feel a relief. Mm-hmm. You know, when you do things like that, you just go, oh, that feels much better. I yeah. feel more relaxed now. 
And it enables us to just be more focused. I think a lot of where this is seen is in the sports world. And Mm -hmm. they've found that those athletes that have the ability to just perform really well at a high level are the ones that don't let those fears of worry or guilt or doubt seep in, you know, and, and maybe for, for our listeners, you would know whether it's a, a a, a sporting thing or, or it's a, Gay, a board game or whatever it may be and it's like mm. it comes down to the crucial moments and those things that you would do so easily all of yes. a sudden become so laborious just because you're stressed and worried and, and fearful yes. and then and then you fail as a result of this like oh it's the easiest thing ever but you know i couldn't i just couldn't keep that f- focus but what we're saying will, here is again yeah. if we can keep make those thoughts captive just in our performance in our daily lives and our ability mm. to focus our ability to complete tasks just gets better yep. it just gets easier it gets easier but you find you have more energy you don't get as oh, fatigued wow. mm. you go to bed at night and you're less stressed and you're more able to just relax and sleep mm. so this is why people who have insomnia often they they fear people they're worrying their thinking is quite negative particularly mm. through the day mm. so what we think and how we catch ourselves with the thoughts and feelings and remember feelings are your barometer mm. So if I'm feeling anxious, I'm thinking fear thoughts. So if I listen to what I'm thinking and change it, then the anxiety disappears. Mm. So, and again, this is what we sort of looked at in the Bible. There's so many things that we can do. And the mind is the powerhouse. It's where we have the will and the conscience and our choices. And we can choose what we think. Mm -hmm. It's uh, very, very powerful. Absolutely. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us this morning and talking about all, you know, how to overcome worry and fear and how it really relates to us as people. We're going to continue on with the show right now. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.